0: We gotta go griffin we're recording pre-goofs so you have something to i don't have time for pre-goofs look at me look at Ah. me i can't look at you
1: we can't look at you
0: i'm gonna turn on video so you can look at me how skinny i am from all of the sweat that's left my body from the hard work and good running i've been doing
1: have you been running
0: i've been running so much i have lost i have lost 14. i've lost 14. so
1: Wow, so that's something. 14 years, you, your face You guys have great. put
0: on, you guys have probably put on 10. Easy. Easy, mm. in the past few months. Yeah. I, I for my jet setting and my sweat sweating, mm-hmm. just losing them, just dropping
2: Griffin them. just has to go country to country. <laughs> did you get uh, water poisoning while you were I, in Mexico?
0: I did, I got, um, I actually got it in Germany. Rough water there, real rough water. I understand why everybody just drinks beer
2: constantly. Who got an IM?
0: <laughs> Who just got an IM? Remember more when importantly- he was
2: too good to goof and now they're goofing? More they're importantly, who's using an
0: AOL Instant Messenger?
1: Old school. school. I actually just have the sound effects turned on on my ADM because it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: My name is Rose Versic and I Ma. know the best game of the week. and I know the
1: best
0: game of the week. And my name is Griffin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is, my name is Chris Pan, Pan.
2: And, I is Chris and I know the best game of the week.
3: Was I supposed to go at the end? <laughs> this is now mind. a
0: barbershop trio and you're dead. I you're did mine. Dead. This is,
1: of course, as you certainly guessed, the besties where we pit the top, latest, hottest titles against each other and uh, the see which one reigns supreme. Then we put that game against our current reigning champion, which is, Griffin, what is the current reigning champion? Shit if I know. All right.
2: Yeah, uh, Rush yeah. Fresh. Stick?
3: Um, Wait, I know this. I feel like it's a Virtual Boy game. Wario no. yes. yes, World? It won last
2: week because it had to. <laughs> oh,
3: Transformers. No, was it? No,
1: Jack, yeah, it was. Was it Transformers? Okay. Transformers, not gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you guys, you know what? I'm creeping up on a... Yeah, uh... You guys ever get to a point where you you uh, feel like you need to take a break from video games? Even if it was just for a week, just to kind of cleanse the palate? When I start right. playing, I get to a point where I'm playing like... It's usually when I stop finishing games. Like I'm bouncing back and forth between like five different games, and I say like, "Hey, I just need to take a week off and just chill out." You guys ever get that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, it's hard for
0: me to get enthused. I think it's just. Be, I think maybe it's the summer doldrums. I hope that's what it is. I tried that. It's just that the games aren't very good right now. I tried that Kingdom Hearts 3DS game, and I have never been so quickly alienated from a video game before in my life.
2: In my life. I was feeling really cool to games all summer, but then that some little big Planet Vita action showed up on my doorstep that I can't talk about. Yeah, I can't talk about that either. can't talk but about that. He- I would love to talk about it, but I can't. But what I can't talk about is I, I built this PC that's sitting right next to me. and oh, you guys, Wait a minute. Hold on one
3: second, Chris Plant. What? Correct that statement.
2: I built this PC and Russ Presnick was there and he bitched about it constantly.
3: <laughs> I built he that goddamn PC. He kept
2: going, "Why am I here?" And I was like, <laughs> and, "And and and no no crap." I took him to go get bagels and it chilled him out. Oh god! Here <laughs> we go one up. Here is... we go one
1: stinking episode. So racist.
2: That's no. It is what happened. You got a bagel with what is it? Roast beef with and a smear a of mayo and you were much happier.
1: Now the amount of mayo. Would you, would you say it was a schmear?
2: <laughs>
3: as I it happens, uh, the Jews as a people do not care for mayo. I uh, sort of bucked that trend.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to covet <laughs> you It's it. almost as if you can't dictate everything about a person's personality
2: and taste <laughs>
3: from their religion. <laughs> I know. I was surprised, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, uh, anyway,
2: speak- you guys, before, before you run away from that, I just want to Wait, say. Wait, one second, Chris. See games, Chris, there are a lot of them. Sorry, do Chris. You know that? Like, there are Chris, a lot.
3: Stop talking. One second. Go on. Justin McElroy, tone, turn off your fucking IM. Because if I hear exactly. it again, I'm going to strangle you.
1: Well, I'm, I muted it. So okay, great. Thank you for uh-huh. calling attention to it. Um, Continue playing. All right. Let's keep moving on. I'm drinking a salted caramel mocha from, uh, from Starbucks. It's one of the new fall collection. Uh, really, really enjoying it. The lady suggested, would you like it iced? And I said, I, I guess I would like it iced. That would be great. Oh. But, I had it with a bagel. You don't fall, collection which apparently with they'll ice? sell. They'll sell the Protestants. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so I was surprised
2: What were you saying, plant? Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about the fall collection at Starbucks because it it sneaks up earlier and earlier each calendar year. You like have problems I think with September the PSL? one. September one is like
1: the the switch done flipped. But yeah. it's mm-hmm.
2: like pumpkin spice latte. That 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 is a sign of fall. You mm-hmm. know, Halloween is approaching. And it happens on September 1st, and you're like, I'm sorry, it's 100 degrees outside. I'm still enjoying summer. I'm going to the beach next weekend. And it's like, no, start thinking about how everything around you is going to die.
0: It's grim. Yeah,
2: it's a, yeah. God, seasons are depressing, you guys. They are, right? Everything dies. Did you ever think about that? Everything (laughs) dies. Everyone we know is going to die, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you realize? Do you know how many people die each year from death? Like billions all death of them. alone.
1: You go get a phone You just want a phone Talk to your friends and family You're not asking so much Then you get these contracts And you get ripped off Because you've got all this fine print little details And all of a sudden They're sucking money out of your pocket Like some sort of digital leech You know The contract may sound good uh, up front But there's always some sort of catch You know who's not going to do that to you? I to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile, their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, and pay 15 bucks a month, say bye your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Um, this is. Let's. Can we talk about video games?
1: Russ um. Freshdick, tell me how you're distracting yourself from death this week. <laughs>
3: oh, God. Um, well, I haven't been doing much uh, game playing this week. So, unfortunately, I don't know how helpful I can be. But I can be helpful! Holy shit! It's me! <laughs> Tex Arcana Tumbleweed! Tex Arcana
0: Tumbleweed, Wait a minute, back. We, we wrote into the Tex Arcana Tumbleweed fiction that he died.
3: I'm back. <laughs> I am back and bigger than
1: ever, folks. Hey, Tex Arcana, it's great to have you here. What have you been playing this week?
3: Now, Justin, let me ask you a question. Be honest. Sh- Be honest. Shoot,
1: I'm not literally, but...
3: <laughs> How do you feel about Shapes?
1: I think that some of my, my favorite things are made up of a, an assortment of them. That's well, how I feel well about Well, there's them.
3: one particular I'm shape that I uh, I care for quite a bit. That shape is the hexagon. Oh, yeah? I've always been rather fond of it. Now, which one is that? That's the one with the six sides. That's not right five. On. That's not seven. That's six. Now, right? I, I don't mean to ask an
2: obvious question, but why would a cowboy have any interest in a hexagon? Well, when I
3: was growing up, my daddy used to uh, raise bees. He was a beekeeper. And yeah. if you don't know, bees use the hexagon to build their hives. And in this case, I found it particularly interesting, especially when they would sting me. I'd be like, good on you, bee. You got me. Nice hive. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you gotta give them be their credit. Yep. Sometimes they can get you.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're so much smaller than we are, and so you see that, and you just think, "I've got it on this B. but then they, they they flip
3: it right on you.
1: Now, Tex Arcana, what made you think of hexagons?
3: Well, it's funny you should say that, Justin, because there is one is there, game is where there anything funny about it. Go on. Where my favorite shape, the hexagon, it <laughs> takes the starring role. I think it's the first time ever. That game is super. Wait for it. Hexagon. Super Hexagon. It's a game for the iPhone, iPad, you name it. All those Apple devices got it.
1: Now, I thought I played something
3: called Super
1: Hexagon on uh, on my, my browser.
3: Is you, that not- you did? You You played a game called Hexagon, not Super Hexagon. If you want to play an inferior Hexagon, you might want to try Hexagon. Super Hexagon, next step up from that.
2: And uh, you, why why is it super?
3: That's a valid question, Chris.
1: <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> rightly sad. say. Can you tell me about the game? What are the game plays?
3: <laughs> so you're... Now, this is going to get a little trippy. You're a triangle, which I don't rightly care for. <laughs> but you are trying to avoid hexagons as they fly from the sides of the screen. And That's meanwhile, really you got some, like, trippy, techno, hippie music playing like you hear in Austin. And yeah. you're trying it's to avoid these we're hexagons. About, we are,
0: we're more into octagonal shapes now, but the music is is right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah.
2: now Hex, uh, you are known for not actually describing your games very well. So yeah. it might be worth mentioning that the... the hexagonal shapes surround the triangle, closing in on it, getting smaller and smaller. They do. And mm-hmm. the triangle has to point outside of the ends of the hexagon that are left open. Right. So uh, like they don't they don't fly at you like asteroids.
3: You're right. So when I was uh youngin', I was uh mm-hmm. sitting on my daddy's beekeeping farm and one time this rogue tractor ran over me, sorta hit me in the chest area and no, things got a little it, dark. That's
2: why you can't describe video games.
3: And there was a light kind of closing. It was like a tunnel. And the light was closing in from all the sides. Mm, and that's right. sort of what this game is like. It reminds me of that that accident on my daddy's beekeeping farm. Now, to sure.
2: clarify, it reminds you of escaping death.
3: Yes. Yeah. Precisely. Let me just,
0: uh, real quick, have you ever read that Stephen King novel, like, 11... 6-11-63 about the guy who goes back in time to prevent JFK from being assassinated. Time cop? That, You're talking about you know, time cop? King novel? Yeah. Uh, just, say, uh, just to let everybody know, if I could travel back in time to influence one world event, it would be to just keep going over and over with that tractor. Just park, <laughs> just drop the uh, maybe attach some sort of thresher to the back of it, some sort of auto-harvester.
1: Uh... Now, Tex, I got a question for you. I'm I'm playing this game now, as I have been and will be for the rest of this podcast. Uh, it seems really hard.
3: Yep, it ain't easy. If What's you, your
1: record? My currently? record
3: is 54 seconds, and that's in U.S. time. That ain't metric.
1: I, yeah, I'm, the best I've uh-huh. done is about 35. That Cariff, have you, That is you terrible. Posted a, a high score yet? Do you I don't.
2: I don't have it. I'm I. I don't have it. I don't I have the game. I Griffin, you got a game, problem with hexagons? So. So, have we tried it. Yeah, I've, I've tried it on the browser. I haven't tried it on iOS yet. Oh I yeah, know that, I know that Texarkana isn't doing it as well as our uh, friend overseas, Jason Killingsworth.
3: Oh, don't get me started on Jason Killingsworth.
2: is our tribal, right?
3: Oh my God, I hate that Lily Livered. Oh, He's
1: gone for a hundred and nine seconds. That's what is he disgusting. British That's or gross. something?
2: Now I there I have one other question about the about this game, Tex. You yep. um why why are you telling us about it uh, rather than say uh, a New York giraffe?
3: I don't know this. Who is that?
2: <laughs> you have never met New York giraffe.
3: I I don't care for people from New York City as you probably already know. Do you
2: like can I real quick? Do you like salsa from New York City? Sorry. <laughs> If somebody offered you salsa from New York City, how Where would, would you be react? What was you your would general you
3: be? reaction? I would probably say something like, New York City!
1: Okay, Texa, yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, okay. thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for joining uh, please us. Please play Super Cam.
3: Hexagon Are and we, support your local uh, Hexagon and Beekeeper unions.
1: And it also features our our my internet acquaintance, and I know some of you guys know her too, but uh, Jen... Um, Jen You guys are really close, oh, I can is, tell. This is embarrassing. Oh, well I know that I, I only know her by her uh Twitter handle, Jenitar. Uh Jen Frank. There it is. Okay, I, I knew it would come to me. Griffin will edit that to make me
2: nope. sound. Um now so... it's going to go with my friend Jen Frank. <laughs> Jen Frank? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my
1: friend, our dear friend Jen Frank uh did the, the is the voice of the uh the hexagon. Hexagon. I'm the coming hexagon. at you. Um I got six odds. Yeah. I'm hexing. So anyway, good yeah. stuff. Uh, Griffin McElroy. Yep. What's on What's on your, your plate?
0: Uh, I have been rigorously noshing on uh, Guild Wars Two for the Wars. for the PC computer entertainment system. Okay. Um, it is a Mmorpg, and okay. it's uh, but it's which it's means fit-up. it's free to play, save for the cost of the game. Right. So it you buy the game for I think City, and then you don't have to pay for a subscription, unlike some games. How uh, do they keep and,
1: weaseling cash out of you?
0: Uh, there is an in-game store, but it's it's very substantial. I haven't I haven't messed with the in-game store at all because the the logic being you bought the game like the game the game is yours. They're not gating
3: any content from you. Um, they're not getting any content. Like there's nothing that you would buy in addition to what you bought in the game
0: no i mean there's there's like there's uh novelty items oh, there's that's it experience there's no, like, maps not that experience, are like locked out um somebody have somebody at the front door
2: uh sorry i think my wife is making a smoothie really quick oh She's um upstairs. <laughs> that's fine
0: um no I, I if there is i haven't had to to buy it it's it's a it's a very complete package and it's very uh it's very solo focused i don't think i've gotten in a group the whole time i played it because the whole game is built around these dynamic uh global encounters so you're instead of picking up a quest from the same guy that gives you the quest and then going and do the quest that people have already done millions of times over and then returning it and getting whatever loot you want uh, you'll just stumble upon these things. It's, it's basically like stumble upon the game, the MML. Okay. And um, so you'll you'll stumble upon these global dynamic events where you will uh, either help out by doing like a variety of, of different missions uh, sort of related to the location. So like you'll be at a farm and you can feed the cows or you can fight off these bandits who are setting the hay bales on fire. You can put out the hay bales or you can fight off these giant mutant worms that are coming up from the ground, and by doing this, you are helping to complete the quest, um, which, which adds some variety to the, you know, just go here and kill 10 wolves. Um, but there's also uh, dynamic events that show up uh, on not on any given schedule, uh, that everybody can participate in, like a, a, there will be a huge horde of monsters that will attack in an area, and you can fight them off, and then you receive a medal rating, either gold, silver, or bronze, uh, based on how much you participate. So if you show up at the tail end and only kill a few things, you'll get the bronze reward, which will be, you know, some gold and some experience. But if you stick around for the whole thing and are a substantial, um, uh, you know, supporter of the cause, then then you'll get a much larger reward. Um, and that's that's basically what the whole game is built around. There's a there's a single player camp or a campaign that uh, you know you'll find missions through that, uh, but mostly it's all about finding these global dynamic events. Um, and then there's other cool stuff in the game too. Like there are v- these vistas that you can find, and you sort of have to navigate the environment, which has never been a huge part of an MMO. Um, and
1: let's and let's. Uh... It's not well executed here. But what do you the mean? Lo- the locomotion, especially the sections, the, the vistas that I found that were built around like platforming were, were, I mean, pretty pretty janky.
0: I didn't have I didn't have much of a problem with it. Uh, to be nothing. honest, I'm, I'm not just I'm not I'm not just saying that because I I'm there's bringing one in the game. that
1: I did where I had to climb up like a big beanstalk that had lots of leaves on it, and mm-hmm. I had to like climb up on the branches, and the I don't know the geometry is just not. And control sk- scheme is not built for platforming, yeah. And that's what it was asking me to do.
0: But but anyway, when you do get to those vistas by figuring out how you're supposed to, I,
3: I wanted to ask. Uh, so how, w- those global events, how are you finding out that they're going on? Uh, they show up on your map when you whenever you get close enough to them.
0: But the the. It's tied into the vistas because you you get to these high up places, and then it gives you sort of like an Assassin's Creed the the um, like the perches, the lookouts yeah. that let you, that fill out your map. Uh, the 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 vistas do that too. There are also these NPC scouts you can talk to who will give you sort of an overview. Of the immediate vicinity but it's really the entire zone you really have to do some exploring to find these areas um and also whenever it shows up on your map it shows you like the suggested level Uh, and you can't be too high a level to do the events it'll scale you down to whatever like the maximum level for that event is Uh, and it does it all pretty seamlessly which is cool because you can then partner up with people who are much much higher level than you are and not just get you know swept under the rug by them cool yeah, it's an it's a, it really is a neat system, and it, and it adds just more stuff to do than there usually is in an MMO. It, it's very it's very immersive in the way that you explore and you feel like you feel like you're charting your own course. You don't feel like yeah. you're running the same chain of quests that everybody else has done, you know, hundreds of thousands of times before.
1: I uh I was. Uh, can you talk about the combat a little bit? Because I was pretty underwhelmed uh, by that, that aspect of it. Um, I thought it was really spammy and um, I'm coming off a, of a secret world which is actually which it seems to be actively designed to sort of like issue the, the, the MMO standards whenever possible and uh, Guild Wars 2 especially compared to Guild Wars 1 seems to be running towards MMO convention uh, Whenever it can, I, I think, and, and I think that's why I had a hard time sort of getting into it. Besides the fact that the world and everything just seems very sort of been there, done that. Um, did um did the secret world use a lock
0: on system, or did you have to aim your aim your uh, abilities?
1: Yeah, it was locked on.
0: Okay, because there's a few that's been like the big. I think was it Terra that had no lock on system in the upcoming the Neverwinter. Mmo doesn't have a lock-on system. I don't think you have to aim and shoot everything. Like yeah, it is kind of it is kind of spammy. It does. It's very fast-paced though. Uh, you only have one power that's uh, that's auto activate, and it's basically your weapon's basic ability. But basically, each class of weapon, like one-handed sword, two-handed sword, axe, mace, uh, they have five unique abilities that your class uses when using that weapon. So if you are a um, if you're an engineer and you're using two pistols, you will have five powers that are completely different than the five powers you'd be using if you were using a rifle. Um, and then to complement those, you have five ability slots, which you unlock uh, using ability points you earn when you level up or for completing special challenges on the map, uh, which augment your ability. So I'm playing an engineer and I've unlocked uh, like a grenade belt that gives me special grenade abilities and a, uh, a, an auto rifle turret that I can drop on the ground. Uh, to to sort of complement and add some strategy to your basic combat abilities, um, but but the idea being that each class can fill many roles based on what they have equipped and sort of being uh, shoehorned into one role for the entirety that they, they play the game. Cool. Yeah, and there's there's uh, like there's some other action mechanics like dodging in it. Uh, you have like a energy meter specifically for dodging, so you can tuck out of the way of attacks if you see them coming. Um, it's it's very fast-paced. I, I actually like it quite a bit, uh, especially when you're doing like one of these global events where you're taking down this huge boss and you have 40 people all participating in it. And you don't even need to be in a group because everybody's getting rewarded. Um, and just seeing every class sort of use their abilities in tandem, um, it's, it's neat.
3: Very cool. So it's I like War. it. Guild Wars. The Wars of the Guilds. Mm-hmm. rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture in their house And, right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A-FRAMES.COM, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. There's
0: a Polygon Guild in the... uh... In the forums. It's in the forums. You can find it there, but... Um, I don't refer, sanctum of Rawl, I think is the server we're all on. So if you want to get up on that,
2: uh, what's what's funny? Every time I think I want to play a game like that, you say somebody says sanctum of sanctum Rall, of Rawl and then, and then I'm out. like immediately. I, I such a turn off. The
1: story I, parts are the are the worst high fantasy claptrap. I can't make heads or tails of it. But...
0: I'm not going to lie to you guys though. Once that Miss Pandaria comes out. Sorry, Guild Wars. I'm Ghost. That game has Pokemon in it, dog. Thanks. And thanks, for <laughs> no thanks. Which which MMO are you going to play, Griffin? Oh, I don't know. Probably the Pokemon one. <laughs> are you going to play as a panda? Uh, I'll play as whichever one is the best. If there is a class, a race that has better Pokemon training abilities, I'll play it. I don't care if that race... It has no other abilities or stats i think i don't hand care is but if you, when you look at them if when the other faction looks at them they die instantly if they get good pokemon training skills guess what i'm that one so
1: you should just play pokemon <laughs> what's that uh, what's going on in everybody else's life
2: <laughs> i think everybody's just tired I, I labor day man you're supposed to like catch up on your rest right no did anybody do that no no, no. right
0: no not at all um no, no. Justin and I played a neat board game.
1: Oh, my God. What did you play? This board game, it's called Duel in the Dark. And I don't know how many levels of description. Actually, the funny thing about Duel in the Dark is once you understand what the game is, it, it is not actually that complicated. But it's a it's a World War II um, set in World War II, uh, specifically the British bombings of Germany. And one player takes on the, the the role of
3: the Germans and the other player takes on the role of the
1: British. Um, I'll be
3: honest, the the name Duel in the Dark sort of reminds me of a game you would play at a middle school co-ed party. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Like light as a feather, stiff as a board kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> but but no, you're... you're uh, so the, the game, the big picture is not that hard to understand. There are high-value targets... Uh, you know, throughout Germany, uh, Berlin obviously being worth the most points, and the uh, the British player sets up the, a path of a secret bombing run uh, to to attack one of those targets or or multiple targets, and then has to return back. Um, uh, the, the path the player sets is unchangeable, and after the player sets that path, the German player lays down defenses where they think. Uh, the the British player might be going. Um, so it's like Stratego.
3: Then, sorry, it's like Stratego. Yeah,
1: and uh, part of the, the 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 logic of it comes from the fact that uh, with every night you play, um, there's a, a randomly generated weather system. So your your uh, bomber is safer in the clouds so the German forces can kind of predict where they might be going, because they're probably gonna to stick to the clouds because they're safer there. Yeah. Um, and your once the night starts and the bomber starts going on his path, the German uh, player can uh, follow the, uh, has, has a squad of fighters that can sort of harass the British bomber and uh, try to protect its, its, uh, its, its cities. Uh, and and the game is really like predicting where is, is in the German player predicting where he thinks the British player is going to go. So in in that sense, it's it's kind of a deduction game. You know, it's it's like really really advanced battleship. The, the
0: British player has one other plane that it can use to sort of clear a path, like blow up the defenses and. Um... And, and it gets points that the fighters move into the space with it. So it can, you can use that to clear a path, or you can use it to just mess with the other player, make them think that you're going into an area that you're not really going into to try and distract them. But the other player can see that slip, and then, you know, but, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of levels to it.
1: But uh. here's the thing. What Griffin and I have just given you is the simple version of describing this game. There is any number of fact, like any factor you can come... The 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 planes pieces themselves are on sl- these uh, are on plastic rods that you can slide the planes up and down to adjust their altitude. The- each each fighter jet
0: has its own fuel gauge. That is th- that that changes the the rate of use changes depending on if you have a tailwind. Like yeah you, r- you
1: roll the tailwind at the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the night oh and have to, and see which way and if you're going with the tailwind then you. Use less fuel when you're following the the you know when you're flying and
3: so basically you know, like ages six to ten. This is if there's a
0: full moon out, then you get extra points. If it's summer, then you get extra like it's it's bananas. <laughs> it's <crazy. laughs>
1: there's a there's a when the Germans are laying down their defenses, like you get an extra point if they fly into a square with a flat cannon, but if you have. Uh, <laughs> If you have a spotlight there, then you get an extra point for your for your flat cannon. But if they've flown through a thunderstorm to get to you, then they lose two points unless they land in the thunderstorm, in which case you gain <laughs> it's bananas. I Griffin and I played it for like two hours and i still don't think we had like we were like using all the rules properly like your planes have to land to refuel and stuff like that it's bananas uh but and the board is massive the board's probably like what what would you say did it like 16 feet sixteen what? feet, basically. It's like two Kareem Abdul Jabbars standing on top of each other's heads. <laughs> it's a n insanity. But I picked it up for like eleven bucks off Tango, so it was a it was a good deal. And it's a neat game. I think if we were to play it again and weren't so like overwhelmed with it's one of those where you don't um it, I, I think it was probably comparable to learning last night on Earth, which is a is is my favorite board game, but uh there's a lot less internal logic like under that that game it has a lot of rules, but it all runs on a pretty understandable logic. Um, this game, uh, y- you know, there's a lot of factors that I don't really think about just because I'm not an expert of World War II air combat.
2: But it's highly recommended, I guess. Would it you make could. you an expert? Like, if you played it, do you think you could walk away and be like, I I'd could have least, been one of the flyboys?
1: I'd at least learn where the cities are in Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would be good. <clears throat> it was. It must really hit home for you, Ditto to be to be
0: i gotta take brought up some it, it stirred up some shit that's all i'm gonna say yeah it stirred up some real shit
2: that air it's, berlin flight was pretty bad wasn't
0: it oh oh boy we were harassed by bombers the whole time did you have a tailwind yeah we were flying it against the wind it's bob seeger
2: maybe that might be bob seeger Hey guys, so I actually have a game. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah, you wanna hear about it? Tell me about it. I'm ready. Uh so I have a new ninja stealth game called Mark of the Ninja. And it is by Russ, you're gonna have to help me with the pronunciation. Do they pronounce it clay or clee? It's pronounced clay. Uh <laughs> I, I can say it's definitely not that one. Uh okay. <laughs> <draw>.
1: <laughs> Claw. Claw.
2: control, control. Um, they they are. That was known... such a
1: good gag. I'm really glad. Yeah, coming back. <laughs> back.
2: Uh, they they made Shank and Shank Two. Uh, they made Eats. Uh, and they have what's the new game that's coming out? Uh, Stay Hungry. I, what what is it, Russ? I don't remember. I'm just turning to you for everything. The point is, uh, it's a stealth ninja game, but the twist is it is 2D. Uh, It is not a 3D stealth game like pretty much every other stealth game that you've played in the last 15 years. Uh, You basically start on one end of the map. You uh, make your way towards the end. Uh, It's linear in that way, Uh, but what you do uh, getting from point A to point B uh, can get pretty crazy. You crazy. don't have the enthusiasm to actually say crazy you use all of your different skills like uh, hanging upside down like Batman and pulling people up by the hooks that are wrapped around their necks there's lots of stabbing people in the spine Uh, light uh, whether you are being you know seen in light or not in light is represented by shadow that is on screen so everything that's in shadow is black Uh, the characters are outlined with white thin little lines uh, and once they're in the light, they go full color and they kind of look like Saturday morning cartoons. Cool. Uh, and sound every, basically everything that could give you away is represented. So sound is represented by these, uh, little circles that kind of ripple out from anything that makes noise. So if you're running, it'll send out little circles. Uh, if you scare away birds, they'll fly everywhere sending, you know, sound vibes off across the screen. And once those hit uh, guards or enemies, they are alerted and they start looking for you. Uh, I mean, it, it's all the tropes that you know from Metal Gear Solid uh, put on a two-dimensional map, which makes it a lot easier. I, I feel like I had more control of some of the crazier things I was able to do because I wasn't fiddling with the uh, the camera or I I knew exactly where I was in the video game space. Yeah, I would also also say
3: I've played a lot of it. And I think one of the things, it's sort of hard to put your finger on, but one of the things, I love stealth stealth games, but one of the issues that I run into is that there's a lot of guesswork involved with them. Like, even in the Metal Gear games, it's pretty rare that you know, like, 100% whether you're going to be seen or not. Like, there's sort of this learning curve that you have to hit where it's like, oh, I'm like eight feet away from a guy in low lighting that he won't see me. But in uh, Mark of the Ninja, like 100% of the time, you know whether you're going to be seen, whether you're going to be heard, and you can use all that information to uh, inform the way you progress through the level. So even even before you make... with
2: that. A great example of that is, so there's there's a room and you're hiding underneath it in the sewer. Uh, And in that room is a guard, a dog, and a light. You could... Dogs get set off very easily. So you can aim at the light through the gate in the bottom of the ground, uh, and while you're aiming at it, it freezes time, and it shows you the radius uh, of impact for that light. So if you bust it, it'll show you about, you know, 10 feet uh, wide that it will kind of sound set off anything inside of that. So that'll set off the dog. Uh, that Knocking that out will attract the dog, and the dog's barks, you can see, will set off the guard. And the guard will come over to inspect the light, and in doing so, will walk over the grate, and then you can reach up through the grate, pull him under, and stab him in the neck.
3: And you basically know, like, you're not reacting to what happened. You know what's going to happen before you do it. Because it yeah. sort of gives you a preview of, like, how wide a sound radius action would be. So you're, like, very informed as to what's going on. It's pretty great. Yeah. I like that. I don't story. like how
0: much... I, I like the idea behind stealth games but even in like the best ones even in splinter cell i still felt like there was no feedback for if i was walking behind a guy if i was doing if i was being sneaky enough
3: yeah 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 Um, here it's very digital you're either uh you know in basically in darkness or not or Mm -hmm. you know you're seeing exactly how much sound you're making it's always very clear
2: yeah, I, I, it's also worth mentioning the story because stealth games tend to have the crappiest stories mm-hmm. uh, because for whatever reason, they all want to be a really bad 1980s espionage film. Um, and this game takes a pretty different path. I, it's. It reminded me a lot in a weird way of Bastion. Uh, and I. Russ probably will think I'm crazy. Yes. But it's delivered to you by this kind of sidekick uh, character that is catching you up to speed on what your mission is and there's kind of this this is not a spoiler you know that once you complete your mission you will have to kill yourself so there's this impending sense of dread uh because you want to be loyal to this clan that you are a participant how is that not a spoiler that's because you learn that at the very it's basically the first mission before you even play the game uh that you are in a clan you have a tattoo That gives you unimaginable power, but it also will corrupt your mind. And so, once you've used that power to complete a mission, you have to commit seppuku.
3: By a mission, he means like the entire like quest of the game.
2: Yeah. So, it's yeah. But but that what's good about the story is that it deals with that. That it's constantly confronting what is right and wrong, why you're doing this mission, what your clan's ambitions are. what loyalty you actually have—it's—and it's all simple enough. It doesn't go Metal Gear on you, uh, that you kind of are able to trace it. And because you do have this narrative happening throughout the game, you don't have to stop and sit through a lot of cutscenes. Like they get a lot of story in without slowing down the actual pace of the game.
3: Yeah. There's one one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, again, I'm a big fan of stealth games, but I think one thing that a lot of developers struggle with is how to do, like, big boss fights. Uh, one of my favorite stealth games of the last year, Deus Ex, uh, Invisible, what was it called? Human, Human Revolution. I'm yeah. the Invisible Man. Right, that's that's precisely the one. Um, had some really great stealth stuff, but a lot of people complain that, like, oh, when you're up in a boss fight, you had no option but to basically, you know, blow them up with a rocket launcher. Um, you know, the stealth elements basically got turned off and um mark and the Ninja never abandons the stealth angle like there's never a moment where you're encouraged to just like annihilate a guy with like a machine gun and i think that's really um pretty difficult to do throughout an entire game uh while still remaining fun and interesting so props to them on that
2: um i will say i don't know if this is spoiler or not we might have to bleep this out i'll, I'll ask russ but the hallucinogenic moments of uh batman arkham asylum yeah. have clearly become a tool for other developers to get in that wacky not wacky but like the greet get their creative ghiblies off uh to like play with art design and do like the really weird absurd things that differentiate it from the rest of the game and this is definitely a game that does that i mean i would he, say that's rusty. probably
3: worth editing out but i would also say that i don't think uh this game really does what batman does like ne- not nearly to the extent like there's not fucking skull castles made of syringes no <laughs> like it's pretty grounded even though halluc- hallucinogen stuff
1: i thought it would be it would have been neat if or and maybe this and 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 if this sounds like something that they could be heading towards let me know but it seems like this mixed, like, interspersed, perhaps, with uh, with Shank could be a really cool game. Okay. Honestly, like it, I... I these two guys teamed up with each other for some reason? I mean, oh, you mean the characters?
2: Yeah, I mean, aesthetically, <laughs> it's already sort of in the same wheelhouse, like... Well, I think this, in a weird ways, plays... It has, it has this feel that reminds me so much of Shank. They're both... I, I talked about this in my review that will probably go up today, but... They both have very sticky feelings, like you, you, you aim at what you want in an environment and you click a button and you're just there. Like you kind of latch uh, onto things across the environment, hopping from like one thing to next. And though this game is by no means, you know, as crazy as Shank, it has like these weird similarities. And the other strange thing that makes it kind of an alternate universe Shank is Shank is famous, the character famous. Uh, but he's known for his red bandana that is, you know, soaked in blood, and the ninja in the game has a red bandana tattooed across his eyes. So, in the art design, is all the same. So, it does feel like there is some weird connection going on e- between. Even these though, two. as a game, they're yeah, be, about as different
3: really cool. as you can be. The gameplay, I would say, is almost like black and white different.
1: But that would work if they were. If you yeah, had like a co-op game. Levels, I would just know? say like, it's very difficult. my one of the problems I had with Shank is that it, it all got kind of uh, samey. Yeah. and this would be this would be a nice way to, s- to
2: spice that up. I think. I think I wouldn't mind you know the occasional mix of that. But what is great about this game compared to Shank, and what I think makes it so much superior, is it has incredible pacing. Uh, I mean, you are just you are constantly learning. And then once you've kind of been trained, which is, you know, three quarters of the game, you're just let out in these more open-ended levels where you, I, 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 you have the option to go back and play, uh, choose levels that you want to play. And I went back and played, you know, the final two stages multiple times just because there's so many bizarre ways to go about, you know, killing everybody or not killing everybody. There's a dart that is worth mentioning. Speaking of hallucinations, there is a special weapon that you can unlock that is a hallucinogenic dart that you throw at guards or anything, and it makes them go uh, homicidal, so they start killing everybody. And then the upgrade version of that is they will kill everyone in the room, and then they'll turn the gun on themselves, put it in their mouth, and just blow their brains out. That sounds scary. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> it's really violent. That, that is this is also a true story, by the way. Shank. It's a really violent game. Um, when can I play this game? Today. Now, today. Out. now. why is it out on a friday on xbox live why isn't it why wasn't it part of the summer of arcade is the real question yeah well, well they, they had to, had to get you know they awesome had to get jams like the oh dead it really is outside of spelunky it is easily my favorite thing that has come out uh for xbox live arcade this year i'm
1: really horny to play it now you should yeah, i'm rocking a, i'm
2: rocking <laughs> like three-quarter chub <laughs>
0: yep
1: Yep, semi-rod right here. Picture, ready thick, to play it. Fix, tick, tick chuck. ready, ready to play. Uh, so I'm gonna pick a game that sounds the best, and to me, that game sounds like super cool, and I think it's the best game of the week. Yay! Unless anybody has a can make a case against that? No, it's fine. Ru- Russ, your game is just shapes.
2: <laughs> Griffin, I played your game; it's boring. <laughs> Mark
1: the Ninja <laughs> Yeah.
2: As the winner, I'd like my victory speech to be that you should download Super Hexagon 2. Uh, oh, it's great. It's yeah. Terry Cavanaugh, right?
3: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Incredible The guy man.
1: can't draw, but man, can he design again. <laughs> <laughs> design.
2: Uh, so definitely download that. But yeah, Mark of the Ninja is muah. It's delicious. Delicious. Oh, read read um, my review, hopefully, that is online today, I think.
1: Now, is this a Better game than Transformers War for
2: Cybertron. <laughs> How hard was it to say that with a straight face? I'm asking.
1: Uh, yes. Okay, that's one vote for yes, Chris. Uh, yeah. Okay, Griffin. No. Okay, uh, and I say no. So what's what? <laughs> I-, <laughs> I haven't played this ninja.
3: Ninja. Just because you played Transformers is enough for you to say no?
1: Yeah, I played Transformers, and that's like super cool, and you can trans. What do you trans what is the ninja transform into? Oh, you can a transform
3: into a box. You can face here. Yeah, they, they, they did serious? they
2: did include a box. There is a great Metal Gear Solid box that you can Toodle around in. Okay, uh, Griffin, does
1: that change your opinion if you can transform oh. into a box? Can the box like do cool shit like drive
0: around and fucking hang out with Shia LaBeouf?
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's the DLC, yes, though.
2: it changes my answer. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I that You have the power, late in the game, of... No, shut up! This, this is all...
3: This, pl- this is spoilers, Bryant. Okay.
2: okay. Yep.
1: All right. No, old, stop fine. it. Our current reigning champion is Mark the
3: Ninja. Spoilers. <laughs> Russ,
1: did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, I
3: wanted to say that was bullshit. Spoilers, and you can't put yeah, that in bleeped the we bleeped podcast. it out. We bleeped it out.
1: Every game has...
2: <laughs> I, who gives a shit? Yeah, why don't you enjoy you plan
0: oh I'm, I'm gonna bleep that out so it's gonna be fun for people to try and like figure out okay that's good okay trying to try and, try and uh, figure it
1: out thank you so much for uh enjoying our program uh or just or just it, audible, just like just hearing it taking it in just like being accurately. in the same room where it is being where it is happening uh we sure appreciate you stopping by again if you want to read the stuff that we write it's at theverge.com forward slash gaming um we're, we're in the middle of this new documentary web series about the production of our site, Polygon. It's called Press Reset, and you can find all the episodes there. It's pretty neat. You can also find them at youtube.com forward slash Polygon. Um, we are on Twitter at Polygon and Facebook slash Polygon. So follow, like, subscribe, etc. And more than anything, uh, make sure you you go to iTunes and Subscribe to the besties and tell your friends to do the same give us a review while you're there and make sure you join us again next Friday for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games